Welcome to Candy Chat, a weekly podcast where candy isn't just a treat, it's the main event. Hosted by your guides through the candy aisle, two sweet talkers all the way from Chicago, Jocelyn Gayboy and Leah Jones. Hello and welcome to Candy Chat Chicago. This is the podcast where candy isn't just a treat, it's the main event. I'm your host, I am one of your co-hosts, Leah Jones, and I'm here tonight with my wonderful host, Jocelyn Gayboy. Jocelyn, how are you? Where are you? What's going on? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I just got out of work. Um, we did a very impromptu, more impromptu than we usually do. Yeah. Um, recording last night. Um, and so I'm really, um, I'm, I'm excited to intro that. And I'm also excited for like a little, a little more nom noms that we yeah. have available to us. So last night, I'm going to say like 1130 or so, I get a I get a text from Jocelyn saying, hey, you want to record right now? My friend John wants to talk Willy Wonka. And I was like, I need to go to bed. Like, absolutely no, I can't record, but I'll set up the Zoom. Um, and then I stayed on until my, my computer died at 1 a.m. So we did this impromptu conversation with Jocelyn's buddy, John. Like, I don't think he's necessarily an internet person. Like, he his his kid was crying, and so he left abruptly. Like, he left as abruptly as the as we started. Um, but it is a <laughs> it's a fun conversation about uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, about candy, about peanut butter. Uh, so after we try these two fall flavors of the Pierce's Pearson's salted nut roll. We're going to share this very funny recording with you. I think it's funny. <laughs> it was fun. It was very fun. He, uh, seriously, I he is my brother, if there, if I ever had one. And he just, we laugh. That's what we do. We just laugh and laugh and laugh and say he says outrageous shit and I say outrageous shit. And, like, we just laugh. So, like, it was just, you know, he was talking about, did I, what's it called? It's Will Arnett's Sean Hayes and... Jason Bateman, whatever their podcast Smartless. is. Smartless. Yeah. He's like, I love this podcast. You got to fucking listen to it. I'm like, dude, I don't listen to podcasts. And he's like, really? And then I was like, a little later, I was like, but P.S. <laughs> uh, you have two. I I have I have podcasts. So you are the like, Nicole well, buyer of this podcast. Yes. So I'm like, I have a podcast. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, it's fuck candy, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you should come on sometime. And he's like, I would love to. And then I was like, I mean, like, what do you know about Willy Wonka? And like, he was hilarious about it. Like, as you'll hear, like, the depths. Uh... <laughs> I really thought we were going to have a different conversation, but I was completely there for that conversation as well. But it was, it was just funny. One of the things that I think is really funny is that so when I listen to a podcast about a movie, I rarely watch the movie in preparation. I had anticipated watching movies before we talked about them. So so there are some points where John's like, well, what are the exact differences between the book and the movie? And I'm like, dude, I we what? I, I couldn't know. So we'll keep we'll keep working on that. But it is it's super fun because he is he was he is a super fan of the movie because it was the VHS that he had growing up. Dude, that was hilarious. Even before we got on, he's like, I had two tapes. One was Willy Wonka. The other one was this janky Cinderella. (laughs) 
Right. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what it was. It was like a taping of a play. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, but it was on TV. He's like, yeah. And of course, like I looked it up and it was hilarious. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I go, let me look, I go, let me look it up. He's like, no one's going to know this. Like, what are you even talking? I'm like, trust me, I'm a Google master. I will find this. Yeah. Oh, and I did in pretty short order, actually. But um, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, my thing is, I know the movie, but I I read the book, but a long, long time ago. So I couldn't even like go bounce that way. I couldn't even give him any like, I couldn't give him a touchstone to the book at all. Right. No, I was I was wholly unprepared. Um, but what I am prepared for are to try two fall flavors of Pearson's salted nut roll. So I am extremely excited based on our previous flavor adventure. Into yeah, the, churro into the and spicy network. were outstanding. Um, but yet I have to say I am still um I'm still confused by the fact that like seemingly like no one has heard of this candy bar. Mm-hmm. Like like everyone it like seems to love it, but like they just don't know they're 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 they love it. They're so excited about it, but part of it is because they like it, but they've never tasted it before. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how is this possible? Like how I don't know. I just really feel like I don't know how no one knows this candy, but I'm glad I'm bringing it to the masses. You are. You are truly an influencer of Pearson's salted nut roll. I mean, at some point I will be making some sort of uh, outreach and saying like, does someone want to come on and talk about this with us? Like, like we're like repping your candy hard. Like, like let's, let's chat. I did. They did share um, a face uh, Instagram story from me earlier this week. I think I saw that. Yeah. Because we we talked about on Friday night movie. Podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about it everywhere. We are talking about it everywhere. Um, so my mom is in town, uh, and so she was like, "Do you have one of those salted nut rolls? I really want to try one." Um, and so she tried one. I sent you the I sent you the the video. She dude, I saw. Yeah, I was. First of all, I love the first thing. Dad would love this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then just, ooh, this is good. I was like, yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you people. I don't know where everyone's been. All right. Are we going to start with pumpkin spice or apple pie? Well, I forgot pumpkin spice. I had apple pie ready to roll. All right. Let's do apple uh, pie. You got it up and running. Running? Okay. Um, so as per usual, they give us a very lovely description about this bar. Mm-hmm. Apple flavor joins peanuts, caramel, and nougat for a nut roll slice of fall heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And the thing is, I don't know if they mean them to be funny, but they crack me up every single time. Yeah. Every time. All right. Let's see if I can get this open. It's a little squashed. Oh, right. A little squashed. Oh, damn. Is it good? Ooh. It's legit. I mean, it, like, tastes like apple. Like, do you think the nougat is apple? I think part of it is they've taken the spices that you would put on top of an apple crisp. Right, I see. That's the powder. 
Yeah, I see those. And then there's an apple candy flavor that is, I'm like, oh, is it a, is it an apple Jolly Rancher? But like, it's more a real apple flavor than yeah. like a Jolly Rancher. Yeah, 100%. I would, I was going to be like, where are you going with this Jolly Rancher shit? Like, no, it tastes like, ap- it tastes like a little cobbler or whatever. Mm-hmm. Man, cranking out the hits. Mm-hmm. Pierce is cranking out the hits. But way more a cobbler than a pie. I don't think I don't think they should call it apple pie. They should call it apple pie, cobbler. Oh, that's my only quibble. Yeah. All right. All right. Like I'm clearing my palate. I'm putting that one away. Hopefully, you share with mom. Oh, I will. She's okay. She's on the couch. She'll get to try okay. them next if she wants to. Okay. All right, pumpkin All right. spice. Pumpkin, cinnamon, and nutmeg spices make this salt and nut roll an autumn favorite. <laughs> so this one came through. It's much less sticky. Than... Me too. Yeah, when I'm opening it. Opening yeah, it. I'm pretty excited. Nope. Right? Mm. I feel like these aren't finished. I don't think they finished these. I think we got pumpkin spice dud. I don't think these are done. What do you think needs to happen to them? Well, like the apple pie has got like all these spices on the outside. Yeah. I think this is missing uh, the cinnamon the and nutmeg and pumpkin. So I taste pumpkin, but it's like too much. It's like, and maybe, you know, I work at a grocery store, so like there's pumpkin everywhere. So I don't know if I'm pumpkined out, but yeah, I'm not feeling this. Like, maybe the pumpkin is there. What a bummer. I taste pumpkin, but it's like, I don't know. Something's off about it. It tastes like soap. Pumpkin I soap. Say, I was going to say there's something bitter about it. I'm going to have another bite of apple pie. Right? Okay, cool. I'm like, I'm ready to taste yeah. this one. Yeah, no. But here's the thing. Of the now five different flavors we've tried of the Pierce's Salt and Nut Roll. That's one miss. Yeah. Man, mm. apple pie is good. Apple pie is so good. Probably. I kind of wish I had a little piece of the other ones right now. Because I think my favorite was the churro. That churro was good. I think that was my favorite. Yeah. Like, if I hadn't given Claudia half of it, like, I would have eaten one whole. Yeah. All right. I thought it was my apple pie palette fucking it up, but literally you instantly were like, no. No. It feels unfinished. Like, it doesn't even have the delightful saltiness of the traditional salted nut roll. 
which is part of what makes it so good, right? It's such a salty candy. So this is, I think it is unfinished. I think we got... You, like, you think we got a bogus bar? I hope we got a bogus... I think... I hope we got a bogus... This cannot be what they intended to ship. I can't believe you're like, that's your contention. My contention is that this is so unfinished that it is a mistake. Right. I mean, that's bold. That's a bold uh, pronouncement. Uh, And it actually is... It's... it shows how much faith you have in Kirsten's really is what it, yeah. what it does. You know, you're like, no, I trust these people. How is this the product? Yeah. Yeah. I how mean, are they I, doing such a poor, I don't know. I'm just, I'm uh, what a bummer for that one. And it's not really part of their thing. So if they could have somehow incorporated it, like not covered it, obviously, but like, I would have liked some, icing or some frosting taste mm-hmm. you know what i mean like because that pumpkin was ah man i can't even i mean maybe at the end of the day what i'm learning this fall with all the pumpkin products is that like maybe i just like pumpkin pie at thanksgiving and, and christmas like maybe i don't really like pumpkin shit as much as <laughs> excuse me i thought i would yeah i mean that could be the reality of it Yep. But like you said, like you said, I mean, three out of four of the specialty flavors have been outstanding. Yeah. I mean, what can you really ask for? I would love it if you were right. And this truly was some random ass mercury retrograde (laughs) candy fucking anomaly that we were dealing with. I hope it is. I will, will confront them about this on Instagram. Oh, okay. 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 I know. I don't necessarily want to be confrontational, but no, no, we can, we can broach the subject as it yeah. were. I just think it's, there's no way this was right. Like I said, that's very nice. That's a lot of confidence you have in them. Yeah. I'm a weirdo. That's so funny. That's so funny. I love it. <laughs> That's so uh, great. Well, Jocelyn, you've got a you've got a going away party to get to. Yep. And people are going to enjoy our conversation with your friend John. Again, it was late night, no microphones, very impromptu. Yeah. yeah. Um, recorded to the cloud, uh, not three tracks. So we'll see how the sound sounds. Okay. Um, okay. But it's going to be a laugh riot. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. Oh, and well, just before I got on here with you, he sends me an image from the internet. It's a, I don't know what it is. I got I don't know what the, what the website is he's looking at, but it like gives you like upcoming films apparently. And it says, let me just pull it back up. Uh, oh, it says, my whole, my whole Twitter today was like talking about some Willy Wonka prequel. Yeah. Wonka, and I was like, yeah, go on. 2023. The story will focus specifically on <laughs> Wonka and how he met the Oompa Loompas. Oh my gosh. On one of his earliest adventures. <laughs> Which like, this is a key 
talking point in this fucking interview that's coming up. Yeah. So, so yeah, I we should say that we <laughs> we did not know about this movie before no. we had the conversation you're about to hear us have about the Oompa Loompas and colonialism and the British Empire and uh, racism and slavery and all that good, good, happy stuff that you come to a candy podcast for. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like, I can't believe it was on your Twitter feed today. So maybe it popped up in his world and he was like, oh, hey, what's the fuck? Yeah, I was just like, does everyone know we just I was confused. I was I found it confusing. I I don't I see why. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's it's timely as well apparently. Mhm. I told him about like he listens to podcasts about podcasts or whatever. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, I got this podcast now, blah, 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 you know, it's about candy. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, you should be on sometime. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to. And then I'm like, I'm like, what do you know about Willy Wonka? He's like, I can speak to it at, at, at length. He's like, I know more than I should know about, like, it was whole, instantly. I was like, all right, you got to do the Willy Wonka. And then he kept, he kept seeing things. Are you there, John? He's connecting to audio. Now he's muted. He kept saying things. I'm like, so we need to stop talking. Like, you have to save this for actually recording. I'm like, you need to stop. <laughs> like, we've already gotten, like, deep into, like, I don't know. It's fucking crazy. So, Great. like, he's like, it's more philosophical. It's more of a f- philosophical conversation for me. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, we tangent here on Candy Chat. Like, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about candy and we'll talk about yeah. What did you say about the indigenous people? <laughs> so you just need them to unmute. Are you unmuted, my friend? Can you hear us? Will you unmute, please? Oh, hello? There we go. There, you go. Okay, there we go. There I've, we go. I'm a boomer. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Perfect. Yeah, I don't know. Uh <laughs> Yeah, the Oompa Loompas. Yeah, they're they're he's enslaving the indigenous population of a of a unknown island of people. I don't know. We, I, I actually had some questions before we get into Willy Wonka. You were saying something about candy and magic. Yeah, because I was saying like, because you were like, this is fucked up. This is like a Dick, Dick, Dickensian, like Oliver Twist situation. Like everyone's fucking poor. Like, like if we really look at this guy for what he is, like he's a fucking crazy rich person. And then you said, who is enslaving indigenous peoples? That was... <laughs> and, and I said, yeah, but I think that we get caught. Like, you're like, oh, you were like, if you strip Gene Wilder away from the movie, that's what you said. You, we would look at this guy and we'd be like, this guy's crazy. And I'm like, but my thing is, I think you get, we get caught up in the candy and the magic. Like, I think even as we're like going, like this guy's kind of weird and fucked up. Like, we're like, oh my God, the chocolate room. Oh my God, an everlasting gobstopper. Like, I feel like we get sucked into the world as well. Like, so even when we're hearing him, hearing him going like, don't stop. (laughs) Okay. I guess I misunderstood what you were saying with candy and magic, because I thought you were, 
I guess I thought you were you were discovering through this podcast that you created about candy that there was some link between candy and magic. That's an ongoing theme that you've been discovering through your conversations or something. I, oh. You were talking specifically about Willy Wonka. I no, oh, no, I was talking about Willy Wonka, but I feel like the reason why we've been doing this is because I believe, and I, I think Leo is probably on board at this point, that like everyone has a touchstone to candy. Everyone has a, a memory. Everyone has a current obsession or hate. Like there is magic it's a connector. It's a people connector. Like all, you bring up candy in any fucking room with any group of people and you'll instantly have a conversation with people. It will instantly be a thing. Well, yeah, it's like people's inner child connecting with other people's inner child. And when kids play together, everything is stripped away, right? Like yeah. they notice that like kids don't have any like classes or races or things like that like all that it's it's like can you play you know exactly Uh well well, and it's also my theory that it's a way to debate stuff right you can get into it about candy corn or twizzlers or whatever but like what all trash but yeah candy corn's trash twizzlers aren't trash do you eat red vines no you don't like any of it i'm a pretty i mean you fucking he said that by he just before you leave he said it's two movie theater candies one i'm totally on board with sour patch kids the other one he gets the chocolate covered cookie dough bites but it's a two it's a two package deal i mean it's a two thing yeah it's not one i would never just get the one of either I can't really have any of the, the Sour Patch Kids without something like super like sweet and almost chocolatey. But out of all the chocolate things you would pick, you'd pick the fucking chocolate covered cookie dough bites? We're talking movie theater concession stand here. We're not talking like, I'm not like in a f- fucking Wonka room. Yeah, you know? you this is like, what do I got to choose from? It's like M&M's Crunch Bar or what, you know, I want to get the thing that's like not readily available to me at the CVS. Uh, what is fucking... even a chocolate covered cookie dough ball? What is it even? What is it? I gotta Google it. Oh, is it, oh. Is it a specialty? Like, is it like nachos? Like, you get nachos at the AMC? No, the... no, it comes in a box. Yeah, you you open it up. It's got cellophane and uh, it's in a package, and it's tiny balls, probably the size of uh, I don't know. Oh. Probably Skippy peanut butter balls. It's probably that size. They're small. I mean, you're you're talking like the size of four nerds put together, right? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> the Linden's chocolate chippers, something like that. Linden's chocolate chippers. Let me it's, Google it. It's literally a movie. Is it in a box like a movie theater box? Because I know what he's talking about. First of all, the label looks janky as hell. I would never fucking pick that as a movie theater treat, especially if you're buying it at the movie theater at cost. Like, why? No, why? that would not be the Linden's chocolate chip. Okay. No, it's like, it's a, just a regular movie candy box. Janky looking as fuck. Oh. Cookie dough bites, taste of nature. No, that's not it. Cookie dough bites sounds familiar. Oh, I found it. It very much looks like. Okay, I found it and have never noticed it ever. 
Because why would you? Because that's the terrible choice. No, it's a it's no, it's a diamond in the rough, man. You're, <laughs> you're fucking. <laughs> you gotta look past all your like preconceived like you know you're you're just they just don't have like the uh the big corporate business shoving advertisements down little kids throats but this i'm sure might be the pierce the salted nut roll of the movie theater jocelyn you got to be open to that okay. exactly i mean they, if they had like nestle money behind them like just like cranking it out to kids or like a magic leprechaun that was like seducing these kids into buying their shit yes they'll just be more popular but it's just like a simple a simple candy treat that people are like, you know what? We're going to let the product speak for itself. And boom, it's on the shelf with, with the best of them, with the crunch. John, with John, the do, you go, do you go back and forth between a Sour Patch Kid and a chocolate chip dip? Yes. Yes. Oh. I do. Is I, there I, a soda I, involved? I get, yes. Okay. All right. It could be a Pepsi, Pepsi-Cola. Okay. And then what's the result of that that you told me? A stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking in the middle of the second act, I got nausea like you wouldn't believe. But I was lit. But in the first act, I'm living in flavor country. I mean, I'm, I got the best of both worlds, right? It's high highs, it's low lows. And... <laughs> And I'm pretty much done. I mean, the third act, I'm just enjoying the movie. It's whatever, you know? Yeah. You know what? At some point, we're going to do a movie. I at least would like to do a movie theater candy where we get a box of all the fucking shit. So if that is, if we're able to buy that, not in a movie theater, I'll definitely, I mean, we just eat fucking turkey dinner candy corn, dude. So like, I have no place to talk about what is gross dinner candy corn what is the difference dude no turkey Turkey dinner what does that mean disgusting wait so can i ask a few questions to you guys (laughs) yes how long is it how many episodes of this podcast do you have nine or ten early it's early days how long are they uh a piece about like what's the length they're minimum an hour. If an interview okay. goes way over an hour, then we cut it in half and we add a taste test to the end. So we aim for about an hour because we don't, we're not like celebrities who can ask people for three hours of their time. Although truly any conversation we have could go that long. Yeah. Well, you're not celebrities yet, but you guys are breaking some serious ground here. Yes. Yeah. I just yeah. want to know what kind of what what kind of topics have you covered? Because there, I mean, Jocelyn brought up this Charlie and the Chocolate Factory thing, and I don't know if you guys had similar like themes of these episodes, or you guys are just picking a guest and 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 talking about chopping it up about their favorite candy. I'll, I'll run it. I'll run it down for you. We do a lot of sampling. So like we're talking about candy, we're sampling candy. This week, it was just me and Jocelyn. We tried um, turkey dinner candy corn um, and a British uh, strawberry candy. We had two episodes with 
Claudia, where we talked about candy corn, cherry mash, Pierce's salted nut roll, um, and Fiesta ware. Um, my friend Doug, who is a third generation confectioner in Canada, came on and we talked about. Doug is a confectioner? A, <laughs> a confection. Chocolatier. Third gen chocolate guy. What do they do? Candy. He makes candy. Oh, really? So you guys are going deep, huh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about road trip candy. We talked about Canadian candy. Uh, so we make a list of candy for a topic, and then we debate them gently. Like do, you have do you have parameters? Because I immediately brought up Star Crunch snack cakes, right? Would that be a candy, or is that a different uh, food group? That's a cake. It's a different food group, but we would talk about. We talked about nut nutter okay, butter. So what are the what are the parameters? Because I would say the cookie dough, the cookie dough bites might even be borderline. Well, but you buy them in the candy aisle. Okay. In the candy display. Yeah. Okay. The yeah, snack cakes. I I feel like the snack cakes, the 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 snacks and apps are likely expansion area for us, but we gotta cover candy for a couple more months before we start talking too much about candy. But you guys haven't done any of the heavy hitters, right? Like the legacy candies, like the, the Snickers bars, the, the crunch, the Milky Ways? They, they come up, we talk about them. Like I feel like Snickers is a big theme of a number one for a lot of people, including myself. Hmm. So they come up. I mean, it, like, are you just literally with saying that? I'm like, oh, do we have an episode called Legacy Candies? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to call them. I don't know. Like, I, mean, I get it. You, you seem to be going pretty deep into a, like, I feel like you're opening up the, you're starting out on the B sides, right? You're not going like the uh, top 40s hits. You know, we, had, we did a, I did a, bra I do these brackets on Facebook. And so I did it again. I re brought up the chocolate or candy bars, I guess is the right word to say it. Um, yeah. And so we did the brackets again on Facebook. And so we taught, we went through, so those show up there, like the legacy candy show up throughout that bracket. Okay. But we're not, I mean, I, I don't think we're opposed to talking about them again. Like it's just not, we're kind of fly by night, but deciding like, who do we want to have on? Like, what do we want to talk about? Like, Okay. So for example, we are going to have an episode this fall where Jocelyn explores the idea of peanut butter because she doesn't understand peanut butter. <laughs> Dude, seriously, like I have to send like it like it's so bad. Like I'll have to send you the link to the last podcast. Like literally she I doesn't don't understand peanut butter. I don't. Like do you think okay, let's get down to it. Do you think Butterfinger Tastes like peanut butter. It has peanut butter elements, yeah. Thank you. Elements, elements. What about Reese's Pieces? Do you think that tastes but, like... But also, I think a, a banana-flavored Laffy Taffy doesn't taste like banana. That's... Right, but that's because a banana-flavored Laffy Taffy is, is based on the taste of a banana before the last banana blight. That's what bananas used to taste like, but none of us were alive for those bananas. 
Oh wow, we got, you're like a historian of the. <laughs> no. I, okay, I don't. I I didn't know that. That's interesting. No, that's not true. It's disgusting. Oh, you're just talking it's shit. True. Oh, I love that. You're not talking shit. Oh. <laughs> Bananas are very no, but the. The original, like the flavor of banana candy is what bananas used to taste like. But then there was a blight and that that breed of bananas was wiped out. And now we eat like Cavendish bananas, which don't taste like bananas a hundred years ago. But the banana flavor was created when artificial flavors were originally created. And that's okay, well, what maybe, bananas used maybe to taste banana, like. Maybe banana wasn't the best. Like, well, wait, can we stop here for a moment? That's real facts. I thought you were being like, like, sn like, sl not snide, but like sarcastic. Like, that's no. that's hilarious. I, I thought it was interesting that I was equally happy with that interesting fact or <laughs> the possibility that you just made it up equally made me happy. <laughs> like, oh, somebody's <laughs> just bullshitting me. That's cool. Like, I, I dig that. But I, the point I was making wasn't so much about bananas, but but like apple flavored candy. Was yeah. there an apple blight? And now there's uh, like a different breed of apples than there was back in the day? Because apple flavoring or peanut butter flavoring isn't going to be the same as biting into the actual fruit. Thank you. You are, you are articulating what I have not been able to articulate about peanut butter. So, so for example, last week when I said peanut butter candies are a variation on a theme that's not exactly what john just said butterfinger is a variation of skippy jocelyn also just likes to argue for like long periods of time no 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 you have to understand john like i even if you prove her wrong beyond a shadow of a doubt listen though you don't understand okay like i don't get it like, like you just said, right? When I think of an apple and I think of apple flavoring, those are two distinct things. They're different from one another. So when I think of Skippy peanut butter, so this was, the, this was like the huge like thing that came up last week was I said, so we're talking about peanut butter and how I don't understand peanut butter. And then I'm like, like, cause so somehow those cookies that, that peanut butter cookies that you make at Christmas with the Hershey's kiss. The best cookies, but yeah, yeah. keep going. Yeah, they are the best cookies. And I said something about a peanut butter cookie. And I was like, like, I understand the idea of peanut butter. Like, I get that it's supposed to be a peanut butter cookie. <laughs> and Leah, very... Uh... Well, a peanut butter cookie is made with actual peanut butter. It's getting, <laughs> it's getting its flavor from actual peanut butter being that's, put into the mix. Yep. And that's what she informed me. And I died laughing. So like clearly I don't understand what peanut butter tastes. I, I don't because like that, like you just delivered the same information that Leah also delivered to me. And so do you think you so you think peanut butter cookies taste like peanut butter? Well, I've never been under the impression that I don't get peanut butter, because I guess <laughs> I don't know what there is to not get. It's a fucking <laughs> when I think, okay, so back to your apple example. When I bite into a, a peanut butter cookie and I think about the idea of eating a spoonful of peanut butter, they seem related, but they don't seem like the same thing. They're not the same well, thing. They're not the what? same thing because one is biting into a cookie and the other is taking a spoonful of concentrated ingredient of that cookie and putting it in your mouth, which... Like <laughs> 
<laughs> it's obviously going to yield you a different result. Like you don't eat a spoonful of sugar and then you're disappointed that Apple Jacks don't taste like a spoonful of sugar. Oh no. It's these, this corn flakes don't taste like yeah. corn. I, like I, I ate this milk chocolate, but it doesn't feel like I just drank a glass of milk. That's weird. <laughs> It's not like Wait, John. John and I could go like this all night. No, but no, it's it's I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm I'm openly admitting that I know it's fucked. It doesn't make sense. It's fucked up that I don't get peanut butter, quote unquote. But like, I don't know. Well, I, I don't think peanut butter has anything to do with it. You're saying you don't know how ingredients work in in anything. <laughs> I don't know how ingredients work. Okay. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't fucking know how they work. I don't know, dude. Um, so this uh, podcast's weekly uh, theme is Charlie and the Chocolate, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Well, it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when, asked, when I asked you, Kate, I would love to be for you to be on the podcast. What do you know about Will? What do you know? I said, what do you know about Willy Wonka? And what was your answer? Something like I can speak like to that too much. I, I can't. <laughs> you know, you go. What's your knowledge of Willy Wonka? I go. It's deep. It's, <laughs> I have a depth of knowledge about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. When I was younger, I only had two movies that we watched two VHS tapes that were watchable, everything. I mean, we had a few other VHS tapes, but I was down to two. And one was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with Gene Wilder. And the other one was, what was it? Roger and Hammerstein's? Yeah, um, Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. He Cinderella. Said, he goes, it was like a play and, and like a recorded play. And I'm like, on TV? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I Google like, live cinderella tv and it like pops up this because he goes it was like had one set so the minute i looked at the pictures on the screen yeah like, i'm like i can see what i know why you're saying that so not the one with uh whoopi goldberg and brandy no no pretty safe to say no yeah um <laughs> i think me and brandy are the same age maybe i don't know yeah. but yeah, this was like Roger and Hammerstein, which is interesting because I, when you said Roger and Hammerstein, I've heard that before. I've heard that name before. Yeah, they're musical guys. Yeah, they're famous guys. Like yeah. Oklahoma um, and other shit like that. But I tell you, man, this version of Cinderella is janky. <laughs> and it's safe to say it doesn't hold up the test of time. I mean, it is, it's whack. And uh, my, basically my choices of movies to watch was this or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So I watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory probably a hundred times mm -hmm. in my childhood. And in my adulthood, I'd, I'd, you know, if it was on, I'd probably catch it and just watch it. I've seen it a lot, a lot, a lot. Nice. Have you guys, I mean, I've, I think everybody's seen the movie a lot. Right? Yeah. I've seen the movie a lot. I've read read the book a lot. I read a lot of Roald Dahl. 
multiple how does, times. How does the book, I was interested in how the book is different from the movie. You'd have to speak to that because I don't remember the book much. I don't know if there's I, because I, I, well, I had heard that Tim Burton's version was more based on the book. Right, where you get to see like his dad's a dentist and shit. Yeah, I guess. About, like, so. the Johnny Depp thing. Yeah, Johnny Depp. I mean, that movie was garbage. But, and I mean, in comparison to, yeah. like, I don't even know why they attempted it. I mean, that movie, this, we're this, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory probably holds a place in so many people's hearts. Yeah. Know, over like generations. This movie came out in the 60s, didn't it? 70s? 70s, I think. Yeah. I mean, but the I thing I was, I actually had to Google it while me and Jocelyn were talking just a little bit ago because I was like, when did this, when did this book come out? Because the backdrop of the movie is like this Dickensian, like, like uh almost like it, it almost looks like a like a christmas carol version of mm -hmm. like written you know it's like very decrepit you know and everything is very like um like everyone's living in squalor and like yeah. barely getting by you know or at least charlie was and his whole family yeah, I mean, it could be as far into like, uh, when was the big, now this is something I only know from The Crown on Netflix, but like, there was some big mining disaster after Queen Elizabeth became queen in, so it's in the 50s and 60s, like, when you think about how long mining kept parts of England just like dirty oh. right like mining lasted longer near metropolitan areas i feel like and i don't know i'm just it's late and i am making up things <laughs> so you you well no i like i can i can i can i can dig some pontification on like why the buildings have like soot on them it's just yeah. from, like, coal deposits in the air yeah, I think from like coal deposits in the air. It's also so you know the brand of uh overcoat London fog. Yeah. And like how just famous the fog in is the Lon fog in London is famous, right? Yeah. It's a literary device. It was also just pollution. It was the really? industrial revolution and I got to uh in 0304 I spent a winter in London where on the ice skate the ice skating rinks on the on the river bank one that the ice skating rinks were made of plastic because london doesn't get cold enough to keep outdoor ice skating rinks frozen so really? they were plastic rinks and you wore plastic skates and then they puffed they misted water into the air on the banks of the river to make it look foggy so tourists could get their London fog photographs, but there was no fog because the pollution was cleaned up. It was the it was like kind of near the London Eye and on the Thames River, and there were like, you know, when the when you're at the grocery, yeah, or like 
when you're at the grocery store and the the vegetables start singing singing on singing in the rain and then you get misted yeah it was like that what what kind of grocery stores are you guys going to i don't know you've never we don't don't got any of that shit out here you've never seen that before not all grocery stores a lot of them missed but i think it's only like maybe jewel or something where you hear the little like song it's you guys are normal. Yeah, I'm just a, I'm just an old country bumpkin out here. We just have normal stores with shelves and stuff, you know. You know when your vegetables sing and then yeah. you get wet. I knew, I knew, I had an answer. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It's I, I haven't actually heard. Actually, I haven't been to Jewel in a while, so I haven't heard it in a while. I don't know if they're still doing it, but so I I think it could have been as late as 1960s England because of coal mining and coal disasters and and just like that industrial scene. The 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 thing that so the, the my my thing about Charlie and or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory about the like economics of it and how like this guy is essentially like a, a millionaire billionaire like uh, uh baron of sorts yeah. in, in this like decrepit town um doesn't come in until I'm like watching the movie as an adult when I was younger my only thought about or my only like kind of like uh thinking outside the box on the situation was I thought that it was insane that everybody got crazy about candy. Cause I imagined if there was a candy factory in the town I was living in, nobody would care that much, <laughs> you know, but people there young and old really gave a shit. And I thought it was a little weird. And that was, those were my thoughts as like a child watching it. But I was like, I will, you know, uh, suspend my disbelief and enjoy the movie. You know, I'm not going to like dig too deep into it. But like, as an adult watching it, I'm like, why is everybody so, so poor? Like, there's no other factories than this, than this chocolate factory in this town. Like, there's no one making bicycles. Or like, why, like, why isn't this Wonka guy like investing in a, you know, public transportation system for the community or something like that? He seems pretty selfish to lock himself away with these like indentured servants that he has, like not paying any wages to like basically just kind of uh, bringing them over on, I don't know, boats and stuff. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, they they allude in the later films, they allude to him like rescuing these these people. Right. These Oompa Loompas, but d- just because he rescued them, what they owe him like labor for life? Like that's fucked, you know? Like it, are the conditions in this factory that much better than this island they were living on? This majestic island? I don't know. So it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the novel was published in 1964 yes and the movie came out in 71 yes. so like what year did india oh no india got 
like everyone left England in the 40s, right? Wasn't it like a 40, like at the end of the war? Like what? 48? When did India get freedom from England? I don't know. What, what is that? I'm confused what that has to do with India. 1947. Well, just that Royal Dahl was living in a colonial country oh. that went and colonized. Huh? Oh. Isn't he British? Yeah. So you, he lived in a place that went and got people from other places. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. I don't know. Who's Roald Dahl? Roald, Roald Dahl. He's Roald, the, the author? Of the film. I mean, of the movie. Oh. I mean, of the... <laughs> Roald, He's Roald. the author of the book? Yeah. The author of the book. Yes, thank you. Oh, my God. And he went to India? No. He lived I, was, I was drawing a false equivalence between the Oompa Loompas and the countries. And, and, and that, people? That, no. Nope. Want to be very clear. No. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out like how close was like India's independence to the publication of Charlie Chocolate and the Wonka Factory. Nope. Charlie Chocolate and the Wonka Factory. Charlie Wonka. Mm. Really and Wonka. And the yep. Because she was saying like in, in India, England for all those years was colonizing. They were going to other people's lands and fucking taking them or taking, not even them, but they were just taking over their countries. Yeah. So if he had that as a frame of reference, right? If he was old enough to like know that was a deal, then that yeah. might've been part of the, the- So is he writing Wonka as almost a, as how I'm describing him? I don't know. As a, a like a um, a candy baron of sorts who is like in, in using slave labor, and now that you're thinking about it, right? This whole like Indian like um, Oompa Loompa Indian people thing. It are the Oompa Loompas in the 1970s like um version of the movie doing like a really janky like super racist like version of like brown a face or like a minstrel show yeah i think yes that's fucked up and i never noticed that until this conversation uh, if there is a parallel between the oompa loompas and the indian people or another con or another you know Mediterranean island of some kind. I don't know. But I will say to your point, when you were like, when we were talking earlier and you were saying like, there's so many things that get said in that movie that are like so fucked up. Like, you're like, what the fuck did he just say? Like, yeah, it's also like, if it, if it has ties to that, it's also this weird, cause right. Like minstrel shows were like, Oh, hat, like dance for us, essentially. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah, going to yeah, yeah. by you. But these guys, like, they're doing weird dances, but, like, they're laying down wisdom. Like, they're, like, being creepy as fuck and, like, laying down wisdom about what happens if you're greedy, what happens if you're, uh, you know, a uh, snob. You know what I mean? Like, like it, they, they're they coming in with, like, the, the 
chorus, if you will, right? Like the inform, like the true information of what you need to get out of this, like what you just saw happen. Here's the information from all the chocolate, from all the weird, from all the blah blah. P.S. Don't be a greedy fucking glutton, glutton, Augustus Gloop, because like this is what will happen. Well, I guess I. Um, is there a? I guess I would have to read the book to find out the massive differences between the movies and the and the thing, but. Um, I'm just now having this like parallel uh, thought between what happens in Willy Wonka going into Willy Wonka's factory and taking copious amounts of psychedelics. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the people who enter into this space, right? They essentially start to trip the fuck out. And then the they they go through all these like learning experiences about different values in each room that they enter, right? Like a different um, value is assessed, whether it's greed or gluttony or you know some sort of selfishness or um, and the the people who are teaching these are these like entities, these Oompa Loompas who are kind of like the machine elves of the DMT world. Right. I don't know if you guys are familiar with any of that or any psychedelic uh, or like archetypes or whatever, but um, that's since it is kind of wild to think about, like um, each 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 room that they enter is like a new learning experience. It's a new trip that they're learning. And mm. there's like there's like lessons to be learned. But return. But you know. at the end of the day. The person who gets all the lessons who didn't really need them in the first place, because when you peel away people, the more rooms we go into, the less people there are on the journey. Well, when you eat a handful of psychedelics, you peel away parts of yourself and mostly the parts that aren't serving you. And what you're left with is your purest form. Right. I'm just saying that like, 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 like all the lessons aren't being learned by everyone. Yeah, but that's like storytelling, though. You know what I mean? Like you are different people to different people, right? Or like you have met like different facets of your personality. So if you were to think of like the group of children walking right. into the factory as one entity. Like Young's dreams. You're everyone in your fucking dreams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like if, if the group of children is one entity, like one self, and then the, the psychedelic is not letting you take your gluttonous with you or take your greed with you or take your, you know what I mean? Your uh, sloth laziness TV watching with you. Right. And then you get spit out the other side, you get shot through a rocket on the other end. You know what I mean? You you basically hit your peak. Right. You know what? And uh, you now see the world in a, in a, like a, uh, bird's eye view like at the end of the movie well and and it's an issue first of all i just want to stop and say that i really were thought we were going to be talking about how i was so sad that the everlasting gobstopper that came in the box did not look like that square ass weird little thing that it gives all of them do you know what i'm talking about yeah i was always bummed about that so anyway, I thought we could be talking about candy a little bit more, but this is kind of hilarious. I told you it's more philosophical. This this movie goes deep. It's not about candy. 
So I told you that it was, it's a fucking, I, I, I know that, but I also, there are, there are a candy. I don't know. There's definitely candy opens the door to this as our movie, but it doesn't have to be a discussion of the imaginary candy in it. Correct. Correct. But I wanted to say, Roald Dahl, 11 years after he wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, confessed to being mildly ashamed um, about his imperial adventure, about his attitude toward the Africans that had made such an impression on him. His imperial adventure, he confessed, seemed not right, and he had unconsciously fallen into an imperial frame of mind, something that could not be helped. It was the last days of the British Empire. So it was absolutely like touring African countries that had been colonized by the UK right before independence started sweeping the colonies. Wow. So I've been going down a rabbit hole. (laughs) Well, is there anything about DMT and the machine elves? I'll keep working on that. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. The thing is though too, like one of the things I always like to talk about about that movie does have to do with this, which is everything's cool, everything's fine, this is really fun, candy, wouldn't it be great to be in this candy land and all of this? And all of a sudden it's like, and now we're going through the worst trip of your life. Like, how yeah. did we end up on this fucking boat in this I mean, when I was a kid, a lot of times like I would leave the room for that part because it was so fucking scary. There was like centipede and that big eye and like shit was crazy. And he Dude, got- and I can't believe I've never drawn the parallel between Wonka and psychedelics before because that is like a gnarly part of a trip. Right. And, and, and then to speak also to his character, right? Like they don't really know. Like, again, he's saying weird fucking shit and stuff but it's kind of low key. And so you pick up on it or you don't pick up on it. But uh, then he just goes full fucking psycho demon. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's this? You know what I mean? Like, how did we get here? In this crazy ass boat where, you know, the kids are screaming and shit. Like it's a psycho fucking scene. Yeah, I wish I remember the lines of dialogue, what he says. He's like, Oh yeah. Um, you had you had those, right? Pulled up. No, but, but it's it's also interesting that the candy is also like this uh the candy itself is like this like metaphor for like whatever drives you, you know? It's like when they when he opens that room and everything is edible, it's like, "Hey, go ahead. Like pick your poison. Like go ahead, go go for it and everybody goes off in these different directions it's like a it's like a metaphor for life like you you decide what's important to you and you can go chase whatever you know goals or aspirations that you have and um find whatever you think is important you know Mm -hmm. do you want to try a little bit of everything or do you want to camp out here and just you know drink this like uh uh flower teacup you know and take a fucking bite out of it you know there's no earthly way of knowing which direction we are going there's no knowing where we're rowing or which the way the river's flowing is it raining is it snowing is a hurricane a blowing 
Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes, the danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing. So there's that. Yeah. Fucking Gene Wilder, man. What a what a what a gem. I was telling John that that part where he like limps out at the very beginning when he like limps up to meet everyone and everyone's kind of like, oh shit, what's up with this dude? And then he sticks his stick in and he does that somersault roll. Like that was, I'm pretty, and now I feel like I'm making it up, but like, I'm pretty sure like that was improvised. Like they did not know he was going to do that. And I think, I, yeah, that's, that's where the magic starts, right? Cause they're like, oh, we're really excited. And now they're like, oh, who's this fucking old man? Like, this is weird. This isn't what we signed up for. And then he like, right. He like does his kind of like first piece of magic right then. And they're like, oh, things are not as, things are not as they seem. This is not what we think it is already. They kind of know. What did you say? Oh yeah. We try to figure out what he said after he played the tune and then she said Rachmaninoff, but I don't know that he, I don't know that he does say something though. I don't know what it is. Um, Cause that's right before they go into that room. He says like you have a good ear or something like that or yes. something. Yes, I think that is what he says. He, he like placates her. But what we found out, Leah, is that he's not playing Rachmaninoff. That's actually a Mozart song. So she tries to look smart and like is not. He, she, oh. She fucks up on that one. Like she says Rachmaninoff. And I do. I think he says like you have a good ear. But really, it's not that at all. So mm -hmm. kind of, he's kind of mocking her even with that. It's interesting that he's like this recluse billionaire, right? Or millionaire or whatever in this like decrepit town. And he's hoarding all of this cash and or reinvesting it into his yeah, like uh wacky wacky vehicles and his, you know slave barracks or whatever. But like everyone in the town thinks this guy is amazing when in reality, most people, I mean, even most of like, like the big wealthy people in history, like the, like uh, Carnegie and the, and the Rockefellers or whatever, they were hated by a lot of people as like the rich asshole. Right. But this guy was supposed to be this like, oh, he's, he's doing God's work in there making fucking you know, sugar treats for the kids, you know, like the way the, the candy store guy talked about Wonka, like, Oh yeah. Wonka's in there 24 mm -hmm. seven, making sure that the, everything good is happening. It's like the motherfuckers just making candy and just right. like cranking it out like crack. And then just like living this lavish reclusive lifestyle, you know, and the reason nobody knows nobody in the town has jobs is because he no longer he has outsourced all of the labor yeah he's like he locked it up no one goes in or out mm -hmm. like, yeah dude you you are you are uh uh starving this community and, you know and the, I, I guess i haven't considered this fully until this discussion but like so the Oompa Loompas are the ones that are doing all the work in the factory. Yes. 
they're doing all the work that doesn't look like they're uh it, it's not confirmed that they're being paid but even if they are being paid they're not recycling their wages into the local economy at all <laughs> right i doubt that their income is being taxed even if they are paid which i think they're only paid in candy which can be good for their digestive tracts mm. if they are from an island with no sugar, you know, wasn't that a, part, a piece of it too? It's like there was no candy on their island. I don't know about that. I couldn't, again, I couldn't speak to it. I couldn't. The thing is though, too, this was a worldwide thing, right? Because I think it's Augustus. His dad has all the people opening up the candy bars. It's definitely, it's, it's all European. Augustus Gloop is like German or Austrian. Right. Yeah, Victoria the, the TV Oregon kid was from friend, America, right? right? Yeah. The TV kid was from America. He was yeah. the... Again, Mike. looking like the asshole Amer Like, he just was the kind of an asshole out the gate. Well, he was the cowboy. He yeah, was just like, he? bang, you know? Right. Again, though, I will also say, like, one of my favorite parts of that movie is watching little Mike TV fly in particles and then, like, end up as a mini, a mini Mike TV. I love mini shit though, so that's gonna, that's always gonna be the case. And then what does he say? You have to take him to the stretching room? <laughs> yes. And she's like, where's that? Like, she's lost her mind. Like, what has even just happened? What have I witnessed? And what has happened to my son? And he's just like, oh, we just have to take him to the stretching room. I think she faints. I think she like totally passes out. I think they might even drag her away while she's passed out. Yeah, I do think she gets carried out. Yeah. Um. So wait, so there's Augustus, he's the Chocolate River Kid. There's Ruka, that's the golden egg. Violet, Beauregard. Violet. Wait, though, no, he's there. She's from America. Her dad's all like Italian yeah, yeah. Jersey dude, right? Yeah, maybe. I think maybe I think he I think they're American too. So yeah, there's come. there's TV kid Violet August Veruca Augustus, and then Charlie. 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 Okay. The thief, the um, fizzy lifting drink thief, man. Dude. The thing that pissed me off about that, talk about Grandpa Joe hate, like fucking hate. Again, me. right? So Grandpa Joe, exactly, right? The deadbeat fucking uh, faking a disability. Now he's fucking peer pressuring <laughs> his grandson into fucking stealing shit. Yeah, yeah. That always pissed me off as a kid. I was like, this isn't even Charlie's fault. This motherfucker was like, let's do it, Charlie. Who cares? Like, come on, no one will find out. Just me and you. <laughs> We're just gonna fly around these fucking, you know, dangerous blades and see if we, you know, what a fucking asshole, man. <laughs> oh, Grandpa Joe. I do. I do. I can't get over how he just sprung out of bed, and that maybe that was what sparked the feeling I had as a kid, going like, "All this is about candy." Like I knew that candy wasn't going to be enough to get like, uh -huh. uh, like 
a bedridden dude to spring out of bed into song and dance. Like it wasn't like he just started walking or like, you know, like I'm going to start doing, you know, some squats to see, you know, cause I want to make this happen for Charlie. He's like, I'm going to fucking break out into song and dance. Yeah. I mean, that's basically Mulaney's whole take on it is like, this dude's been doing nothing for 40 years or whatever. And then now this is his debut. This is like, this is his, like, cause he does. He says, I don't even know if I can walk Charlie. And then, yeah, he like springs out of bed. Like he's fucking just had two Red Bulls. Like it's brutal. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Did you just say he sprung out of bed? Like he just had two bread bowls? No, Red Bulls. Got it. Makes so much more sense. Yeah. 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 Gives you ring. Gives you wings. Fucking Grandpa Joe got some wings. Um. But yeah, that always pissed me off. I was like, I was like, he. It wasn't even Charlie's fault. Like he, Grandpa was the one who was all like, "Let's do this." I wonder where Charlie is now. He's got to still be alive, right? The the actor kid. Oh yeah. Yes, when Gene, my mom's age, he's got to be like 70. I mean, I don't know. When Gene Wilder died in 2016, Peter Ostrom, I'm on the IMDb trivia page now. Okay. um, He changed his Twitter (laughs) handle to say that he inherited a chocolate factory on Mm. the date that Gene Wilder passed away. Oh wow! But like all the kids stayed close, like through their life. All the all those five kids stayed friends. Well, I bet they did. They went on like the craziest psychedelic trip that you know that'll bond people for life. You know. Yeah. He is a veterinarian. He's sixty-three. He lives in Dallas, Texas, and he went to the Cornell University College of Veterinary Medicine in nineteen eighty-four. He graduated in nineteen eighty-four. You mm. could have your dog seen by fucking Charlie. I wonder if he has any, uh, look up that veterinary clinic. I wonder if he has any like uh, gimmicks, you know? Oh, that's, that's where he went to school. I don't know. Where oh, he's not state. He's not down in Texas right now. Well, I don't. I, what I'm saying is, I don't know if we. Wonder can, if there's any billboards around oh, going veterinary, like, veterinary. Check, you know, have Charlie <laughs> check out your dog or some shit. I don't Did know. Your dog eat too much chocolate. Oh man! <laughs> it was right there. I was looking for it. I couldn't <laughs> think of anything, and you just fucking boom. You got it. Uh, Countryside Veterinary Clinic in Lowville, in Lowville, New York. Okay, I want to see. I'm looking for a picture. So what? I mean, so what's the lesson here? I mean, we're we're on a candy podcast. We're talking about the most the most famous candy movie made right he's got what, what's the big like, takeaway from this from this movie i mean is is uh is candy a force for good or is it a force for evil i want to go corruption? back i want to go back to that can you see this picture right now john that's on the screen oh hold on a second 
I've been like sitting in a dark room this whole time. Hold on. Holy shit. What is this? That is what I picture when they say that Chris Pratt is going to be Mario. (laughs) (laughs) That is literally when people say that, oh, hey, Chris Pratt's doing Mario. That is the picture I I have. That is the vet. That's, That's Charlie. Charlie. That's yeah. Charlie. He hasn't aged a day. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. It's because that's the other thing. He eats. He eats another candy bar first. He like slams it down his gullet. Yeah. And the kid and the dude's like, you're going to get a, you're going to get a stomach ache. Yeah. And then he, and then he gets, he finds the money. He finds the pence or whatever the fuck it is. And then eats, gets the Wonka bar. I mean, I think, I think. I mean. I think what it is is it's it's not good or evil. I think like much like you were talking about, like you know, going whether it be a trip or whatever, like going through these various stages or learning these various lessons. I think you know what I think candy is like money. It itself is not good or bad, right? Like people get that quote wrong. The quote is the love of money is the root of all evil, right? Greed, the love of money is the root of all the evil. So I think money and candy are alike in that they bring out behaviors that are already inside of you, right? It's like, oh God, I think it was maybe, was it Cosby? But like the joke was like, I don't know if it was him. I think it's someone else. But like this idea, like when you drink, like if you're, you turn into an, you only turn into an asshole, more of an asshole if you're already an asshole. Like, like liquor does not make you an asshole. Like you were already an asshole and that just exaggerated it. And I think the candy in, in this situation is, is tied to money. I think, I think that like money in and of itself is not a bad thing to aim for, but I think when it is your primary goal, when you are greedy, when you are selfish, when you go out of your way to step on other people because of it, like that is the, like, that's the problem. Like that's the like, right. That's the issue. Yeah, I don't even know if I believe in uh, the concept of evil in general. But well, can, can we that's briefly? Quote. That's a quote. I'm just, I'm just saying, like that's the quote. Well, I said evil. I was like, is it a oh. is it a force for good or good <laughs> or evil? I said it. Um. But don't you think that quote is a little flawed? Because I'm pretty sure people were doing bad things before money existed. So how can the root of evil be the love of a thing that came way after like people being like clubbed in the head uh, and, you know, around the cave fires and stuff like that? I don't know. I don't know. The root of all modern evil. I didn't fucking write the quote. I don't know. What do I know? I don't know. That's what I think. I think the candy is is a representative we're going we're going way off the reservation this is supposed to be a podcast about candy (laughs) (laughs) yeah like 
Like, I really wanted the Gobstoppers to look like they did. And they didn't. And I was bummed. I was so bummed about that. 100%. I think I got to go, though. My baby's up. Maggie. I got to let you guys go. I got to call it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me. I got to go. Thanks for coming to Candy Chat. We'll see you in the candy aisle. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. That was great. He fucking, he's my heart. He's my brother. Yeah. Like, he is my, he's my brother. Oh, shit. Machine elves of DMT? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I know what DMT is, but, like, I have no idea what that is. It's interesting. I, I've never, I, this is like one of those things that like, I've never, uh, I've never heard before. We'll probably hear again. Well, I guess we got what we got. Okay. Bye. Jocelyn, where can people find you on the internet? Yes, I am Smussy Olay. I probably should have regretted that at some point down the line, but I've been Smussy Olay so long that it just is what it is. Uh, all the places, the Twitters and the YouTubes and the TikToks and the Instagrams. So that's me, man. Smussy Olay. You can follow me at Chicago Leah on Twitter and TikTok at Shylea on Instagram. Follow the podcast. Uh, Candy Chat Chicago, Candy Chat Shy on Twitter, Candy Chat Chicago on Instagram and TikTok. Smash that follow button, like and subscribe, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, pretty please. Uh, that helps us. And tell your friends to try out this new podcast about candy. candy. We're chatting, chatting candy in Chicago. And, and if, tell your friends to listen to our podcast. And you know what? Go to the Wagoods and pick your friends up a Pierce, Pierce and Salted Nut Roll because apparently mm-hmm. no one knows about this. And I'm I'm flabbergasted. So, like, you know, we, we need to continue to proselytize about the PSR. That's I, I got, you know me. I love the uh, Radica Breeze. Mm-hmm. So uh, the PSR, man, like we got to keep telling people about it. Yeah. So. so thank you for listening to Candy Chat Chicago. Take care of your sweet tooth. And we will see you in the candy aisles. All right. Have fun at your party. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Candy Chat with Jocelyn Gayboy and Leah Jones. Don't forget to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Stay sweet.